0: Hello and welcome to the international edition of the Red, White, and the Blues podcast. I'm Daniel and I'm joined by my 100% American, but he looks like a Greek god, uh, co-host, Jason. How you doing tonight, sir? Ah, thank you. Um, You look, I don't
1: know, I think you look a little European.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally just a straight, were, 100% white British ancestry, man.
1: Yeah, but you kind of do look like you could be like a really, uh, I mean, you are really good looking, but you look like you're a nice uh, bearded Swedish guy.
0: Hey, I'll take Sweden. I wish I lived in Sweden right now. You know, I'm be going to Google
1: problem. bearded Swedish men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if you want to Google that, man. That's a risk. Are you willing to take that risk, Jason? <laughs>
1: I don't know but I got an Instagram uh, that builds itself as the longest beard in Sweden.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I'm not clicking cool. it. Dude, you're totally this guy. Okay, I'm about to I'm sending Daniel this picture of this beautiful Swedish man.
0: Oh man. This is so you. You're a beautiful Swede. I'll take that. I think I do have a little Irish in me. That's about it other than the England yeah. You know, yeah.
1: whatever. Uh, okay, I'm sending you this text now. Well, not quite. Almost. Anyway,
0: this has gone off the rails already. I'm eagerly anticipating. Yes, it has. We're a minute and 30 seconds in and we're off the rails.
1: <laughs> a minute and 30 <laughs> seconds and we're already talking about how Daniel looks amazingly beautifully Swedish. Hey. Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. My whole Okay, Sweden. this is like two of the same guy and one different guy just kind of in the middle of them.
0: I mean, that guy's even got his hair pulled back. I have not gotten anything from you yet.
1: Oh, it is taking its sweet time to get to you. That is annoying.
0: Yeah, this is. Um, Sorry about that. While while waiting on this text (laughs) message to come through from Jason, uh, this is our international break uh, special edition episode, whatever. So if you tune in for Chelsea News, uh, that'll be coming later on this week. Um, We will do an Arsenal preview episode. So for that. Big match this weekend. But um, this episode is strictly dedicated to the movies, to the cinema, if you will. Um, And we are taking our international breaks very seriously around here. And we review movies while the international breaks are going on. Because there's no football. So what else do we have to do? Specifically
1: so, international movies.
0: True. That is See what true. we did we,
1: there? See what we yeah,
0: did? We'll eventually have to branch <laughs> out from that and do some American movies. So, you know, Whatever. I mean, Americans are internationals to the other countries. True. Valid point. We're all internationals, really. So you know, We're all yeah. internationals somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so um, Jason found this wonderful movie for us to review called uh, Battle Royale. So we're going to give you our thoughts and opinions on this movie. And then we will score it at the end, which we still don't have a scoring system because we failed to talk about that. You know, we had thirty minutes before to talk about that. (laughs) Never crossed either one of our minds. (laughs) We'll just make something up at the end, like we did last time. So, Uh, yeah, I love
1: it. Why? Why would that ever cross our minds? I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Why? Why would we even do something like that? So, um, yeah, Jason, uh, you're the movie buff here out of us two. So, why don't you give us a quick synopsis of this two hour long uh, movie? <laughs> I mean, there really isn't
1: that big of a synopsis. Really, the only true. setup that you get to the movie is the Japanese government's in freefall. This movie is from the year 2000, by the way, based on like mm-hmm. a book from 99 or something. So apparently, um and I don't remember if if it's like set in the year something. If it's set in the future or something. I don't, if it's set I don't in the future, so. I it's like maybe yes. Yeah, Yeah, if it is, it's like the year 2015 or something, so it's already blown past us.
0: 2024, uh, this is all happening next year.
1: Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so next year, the Japanese government will be on free fall, (laughs) and all the kids in the country just go insane. They don't like authority, they don't go to school, they hate everyone, they're dicks. And so... um, in order to uh, curb the juvenile delinquency, according to what I'm reading <laughs> right now, uh, the Japanese government passes an act that sends a random middle school class to participate in what they call the Battle Royale. and um, and so then these kids get to an island, a literal desert island. there's like 40 of them, and they have to kill each other and then one kid is left. And they never really explain how this is going to curb juvenile delinquency. It like even it's almost like the kids didn't even know that this was a thing. Yeah,
0: they, like, didn't. they didn't even.
1: Yeah, it like they were completely thrown or they were completely taken by surprise. They almost didn't even know that this whole thing existed. So I don't know how this is supposed to curb their delinquency. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that's basically the movie. Uh, you just watch a bunch of. Uh, ninth graders because this
0: is a ninth grade class you watch about 40 of them just kill each other off yeah and i swear some of this. well we come to find out that there are these uh two kids that are clearly not in the ninth grade that are transfer students <laughs> and as i'm watching this movie as soon as i see these two transfer students i'm using air quotes right now for people who can't see me pop up on my screen, I'm like, these guys are ringers. Like, they brought these guys <laughs> in <laughs> to <laughs> to wipe these little asshole ninth graders out. And sure enough, that's exactly what they were. They were freaking right. ringers, man. <laughs> yeah, one guy, like, got picked to come back, and the other guy
1: volunteered yeah.
0: to be a part of this. I don't, I mean, like, who volunteers? To, well... I guess we do know somebody who volunteers to be part of this. Um, it happened in a movie, in a books, that happened. So, yeah, those were um the uh, the Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, that is very controversial.
1: Yes. There, look, she, uh, Suzanne Collins, claimed she'd
0: never heard of this before. Okay, look, I am going to, after have I've read the books, just to preface this, so for all the people out there, I've read the books. I've seen the movies. Okay, I've I have not read Battle Royale. I've read The Hunger Games. I've seen all the movies. It's a straight rip off, man. Like I don't care. (laughs) I'm on Quentin Tarantino's side in this complete rip off. Like Hunger Games just rip this movie off. I mean, that is controversial. The only thing she came up with were the districts. Like that's it. She came up with some districts. Okay, whatever. Whoa, it's set it's set post apocalyptically. Whatever. I'm just like, this is, I mean, from the, the volunteering, I mean, like, my goodness, like, even the love story thing was a theme woven throughout Battle Royale, yeah. man. Like, they kept talking yeah. about, oh, do you love her? Do you love her? I mean, like, it was it was a bit nauseating with as much talk about love as they kept talking about. And I don't know. It was a little, a little nauseating. I got, I got sick of the love talk. Just kill each other. That's what I'm here yeah. for. I'm here to see you kill each other. So you know, and well, that they did that they did they did definitely kill each other um
1: what uh, what I think the movie does really well though is there's a lot of little subplots and definitely and most of the 40 students that they show like you don't really get to know them that much and there are some that they show more than others but they it it does it does seem like most of them get like a little bit of like hey, here was their personality they mm-hmm. get just a little bit of moment like each one of them almost has a moment except for the ones that die off screen and then they randomly show them <laughs> Yeah, it's just randomly show dead bodies sometimes that happens yeah which daniel was talking about that before we got on but yeah. and i'll let him speak to that more but um but most of the kids though they do get like a slight moment and there there are obviously some that you follow throughout mm-hmm. and um and yeah it's just it's very weird because we were talking about this too and you could speak to this more but like the lulls in the movie yeah before you get to it it's it's like like in a slasher film you you have you have the build-up mm-hmm. and then and then you expect the kill in this one it, and you kind of you you kind of just go along for the ride with those in this mm-hmm. one it 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 does feel a bit lolly. like it it does feel longer than it needs to be and maybe that does speak to its runtime which you were talking about mm-hmm. beforehand
0: yes it definitely did and I, I have in my notes somewhere that i took about this movie i don't know where it is but i do remember thinking this i wrote it somewhere in here i can't find it. i have too many notes um but i got <laughs> it made me think of uh, lord of the rings when they just randomly show them walking and with the mountains in the background and stuff like that. And they're just walking along the mountain ridge. I'm like, oh, what are we doing? Like three hour extended cut of Lord of the Rings here? Like, is that what we're going for? Is that the cinematic masterpiece you're trying to create here? Um, but yeah, it's, it's like you said, with the slasher films, there's like the build up and the anticipation of like, you know, something's coming. And so even though it's a wall in the movie, something is happening theoretically, you know, because you know yeah. it's coming. Um, but with this movie is like you didn't really know what was coming. Like you something was going to happen, but you didn't know if they were just going to randomly show you dead bodies, if they were just going to um stumble into a house or if the teacher was just randomly going to show up with an umbrella in the middle of the battle royale and give it to some girl. What the hell was that? Right.
1: <laughs> yep. I I don't know. Is the it? teacher who is in charge of the whole
0: thing. Yeah. Apparently had a thing for that girl. yeah, Yes. I, I have that in my notes that he is definitely a pedo. Like, I mean, I mean spoiler, we're, in,
1: we're in spoiler territory
0: here. Oh, I, I spoil, yeah. If yeah, you yeah. listen to this movie review, but, you expect spoilers. Sorry, I should have said that at the beginning. Yeah. Sorry. But anyway, it's like a teacher
1: they had in seventh grade, which I think in Japan, because this doesn't normally happen to us in schools in America. Like, you're not always with your same class you kind of have kids that you like like it's different every year yeah yeah you go through the grades with them but like you'll typically be in like different classes with different kids like all throughout your career Mm -hmm. college like high school career school career so it's just one of those things where i think in and i could be wrong but I think in Japanese schools, like, the classes are the classes, and they stay together. So this this is, like, ninth grade, class B from whatever school district. Mm-hmm. So, like, we wouldn't... So this class seemed to, like, really know each other, which I yeah. think helps uh, with the story a bit. Because um, because there is an inevitability to to the whole thing, right? Like, I did find myself rooting for several of the kids. And then it's interesting that some of the kids, like... They just go along with their, their lives. Like you were talking about one of the like one girl goes for a jog and there's another yeah. girl who like does a whole makeup routine and then like some of the boys like team up even though they're supposed to be killing each other and they use like their skills to like hack into the military operation. And oh, like you kind can,
0: Sorry, can, go can ahead. Can we speak about no no, sorry to cut you off. Can we just speak about how the kid just yes. randomly had a detonator carrying around yes. with him all the time? Yes. <laughs>
1: Like that's that's the ridiculousness of this movie yeah. is yeah. that like you literally spend the entire movie watching these three kids like figuring out how like the 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 necklaces on their head how to get them off so they don't um, explode or yeah. or um, and and they hack into the military operation only
0: for them to just die in an instant. I was so mad. I was really looking forward to them blowing shit up, you know, and then this stupid ringer just comes in and kills them. It was, it was sad. I, I really didn't like that part. I want to see him blow crap up, but whatever. Yeah.
1: I know they just blow up They I guess they were going to run that into the military operation.
0: I guess. Hey, I was, I was there. I was there for them. I was, that was my favorite subplot. I wish we would have gotten more of those yeah. three guys. <laughs> Cause it's so, it was so random. Cause he's like, I need y'all to go get this, this, and this. Why are we getting all this stuff? Dudes, obviously he's building a freaking bomb, bro. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> right. Exactly. Whatever. well
1: I, well just what's so great about that is like one of the ringers shows up and just instantly like kills two of these kids you've been invested in the entire movie mm-hmm. yeah and then and then the other kid in like his last act is like I just gotta blow this up and hopefully I'll get the I'll get the ringer guy
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and then he does and he's like my life's work it was
0: this bomb and he's like I will blow it up <laughs> yes he's I will detonate this with the detonator that my grandfather gave me that I've been carrying around on my necklace for all of these years all these years <laughs> Like That was just was so crazy, like when he did that. Um But yeah, I'm just whatever. Whatever. So that was I, it, I, all yeah, these sorry, all, guys. all these little subplots were fantastic in the movie though. It was that was a great one. Um you know, besides the teacher being a pedophile, that was a little weird, but whatever.
1: Uh what I'm so I'm kind of reading a little bit on IMDb about um kind of the making of this. So apparently 6,000 actors auditioned for the film. They narrowed it down to 800 and then um put them through a 6-month period of physical fitness training under the supervision of the director and then eventually whittled down that 800 to 42 from that. Okay. Which is kind of amazing. Because some of these characters don't get any screen time, and yet you made them go through six months of stuff just to... Yeah,
0: just to show up on the beach dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, With no backstory, they're just dead. They're just dead. They're just dead. Um, Yeah, the... Uh, and poor kid, one of the... You know, the kid that just ran... He was one of the delinquent kids, and he just randomly decides to come back to school on that day, and then they... freaking <laughs> Poor kid, man.
1: yeah because apparently
0: so i guess they had told them they were going on a class trip yeah and
1: then then the guy um so this is the same kid that at the beginning of the movie you watch stab his seventh grade teacher in the butt Mm -hmm. like in school and then just runs away and then the teacher literally just goes to like a water fountain and then leaves and he this kid doesn't get in trouble at all for just stabbing his teacher and then now that it's two years later he's in ninth grade He's going on the ninth grade class trip because I guess that's what they told the kids they were doing that day. They gas the kids, put the necklaces on them that will explode if they do anything wrong or if they venture into like a, a bad zone or something because they, they have dangerous zones. And the, the guy at the beginning, the teacher at the beginning is just like, oh yeah, so you just came back for the class trip and then sets his necklace off and that kid dies in front of his whole yeah. class before he even gets a chance like in
0: the island. Well, it was funny because he was like mosh-pitting around the class, too. They were like, get away from me. And just pushing him around and kept pushing yeah. him around. And then, <laughs> boom, it <and laughs> edged. <laughs> it was great. It was a great death scene. It's a yeah. great death scene. I wasn't,
1: even uh, the, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, he's not even the first kid to die because there's some girl that's smart, uh, like uh, talking back to the teacher. And yeah. she's being a smart ass And he just takes a knife and just throws it at her head. And she's instantly dead. Mm -hmm. that moment was pretty good though because that's the moment the class is like oh shit this is real
0: yep so anyway because he did because uh then they had that weird video that they showed them you know with the girl And, um, yeah. that was so, that was hilarious, man. Just her over-excitement about these kids about to go out and just kill each other. Like, hey guys, make sure you fight. Make sure you kill each other. Some of you will have good weapons. Some of you will have bad weapons. <laughs> just, Some of them did have very bad weapons. Yes. Yes, they did. Uh, what was, they One girl a, got a binoculars. Lid. Yeah. yeah. Not, like, how do you even justify that as a weapon? Like, I, I, I can justify the pot lid, but binoculars? Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you do with the
1: binoculars? <laughs> I don't, dude, well, yeah, and then like you said, the other kid got a
0: pot lid. <laughs> I mean, at least you could hit somebody with that. <laughs> like, Yeah, I it's mean, wild. some I kids know. got guns. Yeah, <laughs> like crazy. They really the kid, one kid some of got those a, kids. The kid got one kid got a crossbow. Um, saw that one. Uh, yeah, That one kid. Well, then the other kid that got the uh, the tracking device. Like that's not a weapon. It's just a tracking device. So, and speaking of that kid, what a subplot. He's trying to find this girl, this whole yep. movie. it's like, he, he <laughs> finally finds this girl, and she just wastes him. He just, just straight up kills the dude. <laughs> I'm like,
1: uh, well, and then he's like, yeah.
0: run. Why? Because they're going to hear the gunshots that you just shot.
1: yeah because as he's dying like everybody keeps wondering because he runs into several groups as he's trying to find this girl and everybody keeps wondering why he's finding that particular girl because he'd always hung out with this other girl and i think the other girl he hung out with is actually um man i forget her
0: name is it coco from um don't don't ask me from kill bill you were telling me about this before. I don't don't. I'm terrible with names. No, sorry. I don't Gogo. remember their names.
1: I don't know why I say Coco. Yeah. Go Go. So this is the girl who plays Go Go from Kill Bill. That and she's like just trying to live her life by training by running, and she is uh, wearing like a very like you mentioned this earlier. Yeah, uh, her tracksuit is yellow, just like Kill Bill. Very um, Kill Bill esque. Yeah, but apparently they were really good friends. And, um, but he's trying to find this other girl and everybody's like, why is he trying to find this other girl? Several people say it. And yeah, she totally just obliterates him. And as he's dying, he, he professes his love to her (laughs) and then she doesn't live long after that. She dies right after. (laughs) Yeah. She dies right after. So, you know, they'll see each other in the afterlife, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She didn't have long to live with that information.
0: So it it was good for her, I guess. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Um, what was uh what was your favorite death scene in the movie
1: oh man um i the one the one that i like because there's several good ones but the one that i yeah. love is like when the ringer kid is like surrounded by the five kids or what the six kids or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah and then he just destroys them <laughs> he like just- yeah <laughs> they were trying to be a little gang they were trying to gang up they thought they had all this i think they had like they had a gun or they had a machine gun or something uh, they had a machine gun yeah and somehow he just gets it away from one of them it just in a in a circle just spins and kills them all yep it like kills like six kids and then what's great is that they show like the names of all the deaths uh like every time someone dies it, like when they showed that one it was just like a bunch of them <laughs> so yeah. i i thought that was pretty good um i did i did like that Uh, a lot but that was probably not the best kill at all uh well it didn't um, have to be the
0: best kill it's just be the one you enjoyed the most yeah i would say i enjoyed that yeah so mine would be the girl we were just talking about that's why i thought of this question because we're talking about the uh, girl from kill bill when the guy's talking to her (laughs) she just turns to him and he's like he's like don't you just want to have sex before we die like, don't you just want to? And she's like, no, not with you and your flaccid penis. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just proceeds to stab him repeatedly yes. in the garage, like, over and over again. I was like, fantastic. Well done. Well yeah. done.
1: <laughs> there, There is another um, scene. You don't really get to see these kids die. But there is another scene where um, there's another girl. I, I think it's the girl that, like, does the whole makeup routine and is just trying to, like, you know, whatever. And uh, just be normal, I guess. And uh there's a scene where she's just walking away from like these two naked boys. Yep. So mm-hmm. that are just like covered in blood. And you don't really see what happens, but I mean it's implied that she just seduced them and then like mm-hmm. killed, killed them, them, which is hilarious. Yep. So Yep. Yeah, because that was too. that
0: was just one of those random scenes where they just showed random people dead.
1: And, right, yeah. and,
0: you know, she's just, like, putting her jacket back on and, like, walking away all nonchalantly with her little sickle in her hand um, that she had the whole movie. Um
1: She, yeah, had, was and,
0: she killed other people off-screen, too, because she hung those two kids at the beginning of the movie, didn't she? Wasn't she the one who did that? Oh, yeah. I think she did, yeah. So... I, I, I thought it could have, like... Um,
1: I might have missed a part before that. I thought maybe they... They committed uh, suicide at some point. Oh, but maybe. Then they, did. They, do, they do reference it back, I thought. Like, they did a callback to it, maybe with her character, mm-hmm. that she did actually kill them. So, but yeah, I was under it, that
0: assumption, too, that she did it. And, and what a pansy move by those two lovebirds who just jumped off the cliff together. Like, just committing really? suicide. Like, go out in a blaze of glory. Like, nah, we're just copping out. We're going to jump off the cliff. And that poor guy didn't want to jump. That girl nope. straight up dragged him to his <laughs> <den>. <laughs> She
1: did. Oh, that was yeah. Like that's pretty great. Yeah, it's
0: a it's a fun movie. I really it enjoyed is. it. It was. It, it's it's definitely like don't go in like thinking it's gonna be serious. Like yeah. But you know, it's it is fun. Definitely you, fun.
1: So there was a loose definition of a sports movie because we are trying to do like international sports movies. So like, True. it's a game. It's referred to as a game several times, but to my surprise and delight, I oh. forgot about this the first time I watched it. There was a lot
0: of flashbacks to the basketball scenes. True. So, Daniel, Very I would true. love to know your thoughts on that. Okay, I had a problem with the flashback basketball scenes. As being a uh, high school basketball player back in my day, um, <laughs> as far as I made it, um, I retired from my 12th grade year. Um, but who in the hell plays basketball in freaking pants. Every
1: stinking <laughs> one of them kids
0: had pants on out there. Like I've only ever seen now to be fair, I guess, and Jason knows he, I don't I don't know the guy's name, and I don't think you do either, but we used to play basketball together in a league while we were in college. Jason and me did, and there was this one guy who we were playing this game one time and he shows up and he's got like the most basic gray t shirt on and then he has long pants on. And we just immediately start making fun of this guy. (laughs) Like, I mean, his hair's all gelled up. Like, just, you know, and we're like, oh, this guy. What? No, no, no. We're going to wreck this team. That dude didn't miss a shot all night. That dude was freaking draining on us all night. I'm just like, (laughs) okay. Shows, apparently, but so maybe pants are a thing. Maybe. I don't know, but... Pants wearing pants to bat and playing a basketball game is just weird to me. So I, I don't know, this just weird. I love that. I love that. That's your takeaway from the basketball scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. know. I mean, they were they had some pretty crappy basketballs. I know that. Uh, I love how their entire ninth grade class was at the basketball
1: scene because every time they showed somebody, they would they would like show show a flashback to the basketball game that they were all at as like a sign of like. Hey, sh- we just want to show this kid back when he was not killing people or being killed. It's <laughs> like yeah. they would show just one kid, one of the kids that's like the computer geek. Um, one of the computer guys, nerdy guys. Um, he uh uh they show a flashback to him and he's just in the audience just having a great time. Like that's mm-hmm. it. That's his entire flashback yeah. to the basketball scene. <laughs> Some of the yeah. other kids are on the team. Some mm-hmm. of the girls are
0: cheerleaders. That kid just in the crowd, smiling to the camera. <laughs> just chilling. And that, Perfect. that One kid was wearing that. I assumed it, I don't know, maybe it had something to do with some religion over there, but he had that that weird looking hat on his head while he was playing. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was just like, what is that? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to make fun of him because if it's a religious thing, I, it's his thing, so I don't want to make fun of him for it. But that's, right. it's weird. <laughs> so, um, um. but yeah, I, it, was, it was a fun movie. I don't want to go... I guess we've already spoiled enough of the movie, but I don't want to spoil the ending. Um, I will say this. Another part I loved in this movie, when the computer geeks hacked into the computer system, uh-huh. and the dude... Then everybody's freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And the teacher just comes in there and it's like, just unplug it. And like, unplugs it, and then plugs it back in. <laughs> I'm like, if that only worked in the 2000s when I was downloading music onto my parents' PC at home, right. and, <laughs> infecting it with thousands of viruses every day because of my illegal downloading of music. If For only that worked though. back then. You could just unplug, turn it off, and turn it back on, and all the viruses mysteriously went away. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. That is
1: it, that is brilliant. You know a game we should play? What game? Which character do you think could be best represented by the current
0: chelsea squad <laughs> I'm oh just kidding. gosh i don't that would be kind of well, hard i mean we could go with all of them because they all get injured at some point in the, in the movie so for real <laughs> who, do, who do we think who do you think this will be a, a bit
1: uh more palatable okay. who do you think would be the survivor like put the current chelsea oh, squad so if
0: chelsea is in a battle royale who's yes. surviving
1: Yes, exactly. Okay,
0: that's that's an interesting that's an interesting question. Okay, first off, we can rule out Chilwell, Reese James, because they're injured all the time. Neither one of them. Lavia is hurt all the time. He's not gonna survive. Um and Cuckoo probably wouldn't either. Uh you know, I, I think I think it would come down to Gallagher and Enzo. Those would be, like, the last two standing. And I say Gallagher because he can just run away from everybody. It doesn't matter yeah. what he does. The kid can't get, he doesn't get tired. So he's just going right. to run and run and run and run and, you know, whatever. He's fine. Um, Sanchez would be the first one killed, though, for sure. Bob yes. would, out number one, like, easily. Oh, um, they'll just find him, like, jumping randomly. <laughs> yeah. it, he might like, be one of the ones that commit suicide because he just wants to jump off the mountain, you know, <laughs> into the can you, water. Can you see Sanchez, like, diving behind
1: a bush to yeah, avoid? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like he, I
1: like, just picture that, yeah, that yeah. gift uh, that everybody made of yeah. his dive a while,
0: like, a couple of games ago. It's like, dude, we saw it. Like, you're yeah. not very um, inconspicuous with your diving. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're I, very flamboyant. I,
1: I, I think a lot of the younger kids they go out pretty quick. I think they get a little too like overzealous. I think people like, okay, I'll give you my sleeper pick and I don't really right. know why. Okay. I think Malagusto last a long time. Okay. He's just my sleeper. I think Tiago Silva
0: lasts a long time. Tiago Silva would be the guy would like, that would go out there and start painting his face. Yeah. And like exactly. hiding in the mud. Exactly. That would be Silva. <laughs> exactly. I think Poch goes out just because people smell his barbecue. Don't know where is. <laughs> Potch is done early. Potch, is, Potch doesn't even care. He just goes out there and starts grilling him some ribs. Yeah. You know? He gets killed and then everybody else eats his ribs. Yeah. <laughs> he gets, there was a lot he, of kids that cooked in this movie. Like they were, a lot they of had, cooking. Yeah, they had a, they had a couple meals in the movie, you know? Yeah. It was wild. I mean well, they were like there for the, three days.
1: The food they showed them getting in their bags was just like bread and water. So I didn't know where they were finding. I mean, they, in one house they did find some some rice or whatever. But yeah, I thought they didn't that was have. Crazy. Yeah, the other the other house they had spaghetti.
0: Like, spaghetti. where the hell did you get spaghetti from <laughs> on an island?
1: They like. did mention though that the island had been cleared, mm-hmm. like right before this. So I'm guessing it was inhabited at some point because they do go into structures and things. So I guess it wasn't it wasn't cleared too long before. These yeah. kids just get the run of the island to try to kill each other. So.
0: Yeah, it was um it was fun. Uh it was interesting. Fun fun movie though. Um Oh, so, I think Sterling Sterling goes out no, pretty quick. He goes out pretty quick. You can see you can see his ass coming from a mile away, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm trying
1: to I'm looking at our squad just to see if there's anybody that I'm not yeah, I don't know. See, I think I think Fafana goes out pretty quick. He's got a bum knee. We'll, we'll yeah. say that. And Cuckoo could be a sleeper just because we don't know much about him right now. I don't know. I think
0: Cuckoo would go out early. He doesn't seem like he has the survival instincts. Cole Palmer is the guy um, mm. hacking the place up. Mm-hmm. That's exactly who. That's exactly who the hack would be in this situation. Him, him, (laughs) Mudrik, and uh, (laughs) who else? Oh, I don't Uh, know. Casado. they're the ones hacking. (laughs) Me? Oh, I don't know why. (laughs) Mudrik and Palmer as a team—that's something right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man.
1: Oh, who geez. else?
0: Is there any other sleepers on
1: here? Kukureya goes out pretty quick. No, he got,
0: his hair. He can't hide his hair, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. He'd have to. Oh, can, I can see Kukureya. Nah, he wouldn't shave. He'd just die. Yeah,
0: he would just die. He ain't cutting them locks. What do you think, Nico? Nico's probably somewhere in the middle. He's somewhere in the middle. He's fast, but you know, that's about it. Yeah, I, I think he gets caught out somewhere. He can't finish, so you know yes. that's got to play a role hey. in this somehow. <laughs> Hey yo! <laughs> hey
1: Oh man! So uh, yeah, that's about that's that's good enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, just actually, just assume the just rest fun. of them die along the way. Yeah, that would be a fun thought experiment, you know. Um, yeah, Chillwell would be the one that they just randomly show on the beach and don't show how he died, you know? Yeah, because nobody really cares. It's like, it's I could Chilwell. totally see
1: Chillwell being the type of guy that looks into just surviving. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, like, like, cause the girl, yeah. the girl at the end that survives, like it, like the other two guys, I mean, granted two of them survive at the end, but the girl at the end that survived, she literally did nothing the whole movie to survive. That would be Chillwell. Like somebody would like be taking yeah. care of him the whole time and then they would
0: die taking care of him. <laughs> yeah. That's you have it. to, you have to drag Chillwell to the finish line with you. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yep. Um. It, yeah it, but oh I did I do have in my notes at the end you know when the uh, the teacher showed them his painting that he has painted I really want to uh, know where I can buy that and hang that in my house somewhere dude <laughs> for real though that is an amazing painting yeah it was this is a really cool painting I was like this is pretty cool I want this
1: yeah all those kids heads are just like cartoonly yeah. drawn being yeah. released from their bodies
0: yeah <laughs> from, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had it quite put like that, but I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, any, uh, final thoughts on the movie, Jason, before we give this a rating that we don't, we haven't made up yet. So no, I think, um,
1: I, I think watching it now, it seems pretty tame. Um, but I think at the time of its release, like it, it mm-hmm. caused quite an uproar in Japan. I don't think it got it ever got released uh, here until like eleven years later or something like that. So I think it yeah. has this like, uh, like in in moviedom history, it kind of has this reputation. Um, but I, I think at the time, just pit, pitting a bunch of ninth graders against each other and forcing them to make this like insane life decision. And uh, forcing them to survive. I think at the time was a little uh, jarring for the public. Um, and it's kind of... Now now that we have the Hunger Games. And like... Like now that we have like all these other... Like I guess the YA novel explosion. Where all yeah. these kids are put in like these life or death situations. Like literal kids. That are like saving the world and stuff. I guess we're just desensitized to it. But, but like at the time... Like it, it, it was a big deal like the book itself was a big deal in 99 and then the movie itself the next year was a big deal, but I think it's still one of the highest grossing movies in Japan. So I huh. think kind of like, interesting. yeah, I think it's still in top 10 possibly. I don't know. That's, that's like an IMDB trivia. So it could be old, but, but for a while, like it was number one movie for a while anyway, in Japan. So I think like the story behind it makes the movie more interesting to a modern audience um, I think people watching it today might get the sense that the pacing's a little slower than normal. The deaths are only so good. There's a lot of off-screen deaths. Um, and in a world where movies are basically made for the death scenes, like the rest mm-hmm. of the movie sucks, but man, if the death scenes are good, it can it can find a following. So,
0: oh yeah, but I, sure.
1: but I think that's the allure of it is kind of like its reputation. And kind of what it did when it came out in terms of how the audience uh, responded to it. So I, th- I think that's an interesting caveat to what is otherwise seemingly, by today's standards, a tame film.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this movie. Though I will say this, as it relates to the Hunger Games, it, this was everything I wanted the Hunger Games to be. Like when I read <laughs> the books, I was yeah. like, "This." When I read the books, I was like, "This could literally be one of the best movies ever." But they have to make it rated R. If it's anything less than R, it's going to suck. And then what do they do? They make it PG-13 and they make it about a freaking love story instead of making it about, you know, the battle and the, you know, the fight, the Hunger Games. They don't make it about that. It's about the love story at that point in time and everything else that goes on. So it's like this was sort of everything that I wish the Hunger Games would have been, you know, and it's, it's which there's not a perfect movie out there. So it's still got its flaws, but. If I can come out of a movie saying, hey, there were some really cool death scenes and it was fun, I enjoy myself. So that's where I feel like. And I also feel like this is one of those movies where you and me could watch together and it would probably have been like ten times better. Yeah, agreed. we would have, if we would have watched this together, it would have been one of those movies like we just probably would have not stopped laughing for two hours. Just because of some of the ridiculousness in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, because it is very campy.
1: Yes. And
0: at, but campy's in, not bad. Like no. Campy's good. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, some stuff is good.
1: But yeah. It strikes a good balance between campy and seriousness. mm mm-hmm. Which which we were talking about this beforehand. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is probably one of the most campy, like just like reverse swings you've ever seen. I love it for that reason because It's purposeful, everything they're doing in that film. Mm -hmm. But man, does it just go off the rails quick and fast in a very jokey manner. And I feel like this one strikes a really good. And and audiences are put off by that. I'm not put off by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 campiness vibe that it puts out. This one does have a lot of camp, but at the same time strikes a serious tone that I think balances well. So I think that's why... It's as big is as big as it is because it, it doesn't hmm. divide people as much in that regard, outside right. of subject matter.
0: Yeah, I mean it is. And I mean they, they intertwine all the love stuff in there, which I probably could have I mean, I get it. I guess you're ninth graders, you're in quote unquote love, whatever, yeah, making yeah, goo goo yeah. eyes over this girl, that guy, or whatever. So it was um yeah. But I mean it was I enjoyed it it was it was a fun movie. So, how would you rate this movie, Jason? What scale are we using tonight? I think I mm. I, I I picked the last scale and it was a terrible cuz we could only have a Oh, I just thought of my probably my favorite death actually. Oh, what's your favorite death? Oh, it just actually death? wasn't a
1: death. It was at, it was how a death was used to try to force another death. Okay. So so the Ringer He tries to kill, like, there's three people in a house, right? And they're hiding out. Oh, yeah. And they're kind of, they're kind of bombing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, like the main (laughs) characters, they're bombing. Another guy shows up, and the ringer shows up behind him and shoots him. So you think this kid's dead. The ringer leaves. The three people in the house are like, whew, everybody's gone. They didn't know we were here. Well, the kid that got shot, apparently his weapon was a bulletproof vest. And starts laughing very loudly to himself about how he survived getting shot. Then looks up, and the ringer has somehow, instantly, made it onto the roof of the house. Pulls out a sword, and then off camera, which you find out what he did later, proceeds to behead the guy. Yeah. So then, knows that the three people are in the house, because he just knows proceeds to throw the head of the guy he just beheaded with a, gr- a live grenade in his mouth through the window yes. in order to kill the other people yes so creates a very explosive scene dooch <laughs> so out of 10 hand or hand grenades in mouth severed heads (laughs) there's a better way to say that
0: (laughs) i would give it seven and a half heads seven and a half heads okay okay i was gonna yeah i was i was around the uh seven as well i think i'd probably go i don't know i think seven and a half is a very fair score just to be different i'll go seven point two five Okay, heads nice. in a grenade, just to be different. Uh, but I mean, that's right around where I was. That seven range, like it's it's fun, it's great. Not the best movie in the world. Um, I would say at least. I guess we don't get to truly experience it because we do. We're on. We're dubbed here because yeah. the movie is in Japanese. So I guess we're a little flawed. But I will say, like just based on the dub stuff, the acting in this movie was not terrible. No, like, it's good. It, it, yeah, It was not terrible acting. Like, in some, like, we know we've watched a lot of horror movies, especially in these last couple <laughs> months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horror movies, which I guess isn't technically a horror movie, but I mean, it is along the same lines. But they tend to have really bad actors and actresses in these movies. But this one was really well done. Um, so, I don't know. I thought, oh, it's overall. So I'll go 7.25. Heads with a grenade in the mouth. Separate yeah. heads with a grenade in the mouth. Sorry, <laughs> I was
1: I was trying to think of it like that because yeah, people always say head and hands, you know. So it's Aww. but it's head and hand grenade. But that's not yeah. really the way it was. But that could be it. Seven point two
0: five head and hand grenades. However you want to put it, man. It's your scale, <laughs> I dude. I don't know it's your scale. <laughs> that's what we'll do. So whoever picks the movie just comes up with their own damn scale. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Every, every time, um, so Yeah, like, I thought it was
1: highly enjoyable. I thought it was extremely watchable. I'd be willing oh, to yeah. watch it with you again, just to experience yes. it again. Um, uh especially with you. And yeah, I I, I love that we're both I, I mean, I do like maybe if I'd saw it like in the early 2000s, like when it came out, um I it might have been rated higher, but like mm-hmm. for now I think yeah, kind of that low seven-ish range is is pretty yeah. fair.
0: I think anywhere between seven and seven. I mean, you could probably push it as high as an eight. Somewhere in that range, I feel like is a very fair judgment of the movie. So um,
1: another another thought experiment we can have later is which Chelsea team do you think would be the most fun to watch in a battle royale historically? historically. So we can do that later. Yeah,
0: yeah. I sleep you on that. Some one. Research on that. One. Yeah, I have to do some research on that one. That's a that's a tough one. Um, yeah, so that pretty much wraps up our international episode. Um, sorry if you tuned in for Chelsea news, that'll be coming in a short Arsenal preview. Uh, I guess probably tomorrow, um, whenever you're listening to this, uh, so, or sometime it'll come. Um, but, uh, with that said, uh, Jason, uh, why don't you tell these lovely people where they can find us these days?
1: Yo, we're on X before they start pay- making us pay for it. Uh, you can find our f- so far free posts uh, there. Um, and we're also on Substack. Uh, look forward to uh, Daniel's upcoming uh, live blogging notes uh, from the Battle Royale. Daniel also does an amazing job on there of match reviews. And uh, there's there's way better rating skills on there than head and hand grenades for our match day performances uh, Chelsea's actually performing at a level where we can talk about the performances which we were which we, we have not been able to do that for about a year now until recently. So yeah, head on over there at Substack, you can find us at Substack and at X both at Red White Blues FC.
0: Yep. Um follow us, give us a listen like Jason said, I'm I'll, I'll essentially live blogged the movie um so it's just a bunch of one short one sentence stuff about what the hell is going on in this movie as it happens (laughs) and so if you haven't seen the movie it probably will make absolutely no sense to you whatsoever but if you have seen the movie it'll make sense um so jason might be the only one that actually appreciates this blog post (laughs) (laughs) i cannot
1: wait because your jason uh goes to manhattan or takes manhattan (laughs) Uh, version of that
0: was one of the best things I've ever read. This one was not as good as The Jason Goes to Manhattan. I don't don't know if I'll ever be able to top that, because that's just, uh, (laughs) that's now one of my favorite movies. Just strictly probably because I did that during the movie. It made it more fun. Um, But yeah, listen to us on Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts at these days. And uh, we will be back soon with another episode of the red white and the blues podcast and until then we'll catch you guys on the flip side
1: head and hand grenade flippity floppity <laughs>